Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? I'm very excited for today's episode with my guest, Ashley Reichman. Ashley and I have connected quite a bit over the last few months in our collaboration of, of having some powerful conversations around creating massive change in the world. And I particularly enjoyed this conversation with Ashley today because it's just such a great reminder 
even to myself, that no matter where we come from, we can create the life we want to have. We can create whether it's the business or the family or whatever that vision is we have for our life, no matter what we come from. And Ashley's story is harrowing and it's daunting at times. And at the same time, it's very beautiful and, and powerful. And I'm especially excited for this episode because Again, it's just that reminder that I think that we need some time to understand like anything is possible. Anything is possible. We are all on this planet together, going through this journey together. And in this conversation, we're going to dive into a lot of different topics around not only her becoming the hero of her own story, but choosing to put herself first and identifying ways and her methods that she's been able to empower other people to do the same. It's a profound conversation. I'm really looking forward to you listening to it today or watching it if you're watching. And without further ado, my friend, Ashley Reichman, and let's get into the show. What's up, Unbroken Nation? Hello, my friends. I'm Michael Unbroken, host of the Think Unbroken podcast and founder of thinkunbroken.com. And I'm honored to be your trauma coach and mentor because I believe that everyone is capable of getting unstuck, cultivating self-love, and becoming the hero of their own story. I believe that when implemented correctly, the practical tools and education you will receive from this show will help you lead an unbroken and extraordinary life. I believe that no matter what we come from, that we all have the ability to choose ourselves first, to create and manifest a powerful and grace-filled future and love the reflection in the mirror. I believe that every day is a day to grow, learn, heal, and change. That's why I started my company, thinkunbroken.com, which is an online training and healing and personal growth platform where you get everything that I know about how to get motivated, be accountable, get out of the vortex, and become the hero of your own story through community, connection, and commitment. For more information, visit thinkunbroken.com. Please listen closely as you may learn just one thing that will help you be unbroken. And please share this episode with at least three of your friends because we all need community and connection in our healing journey. And be sure to DM me and tag me on Instagram at michaelunbroken so that I can say hi. I just want to thank you again for being a part of this, for listening and being a member of the Unbroken Nation. Now, let's get into today's show and make the world unbroken. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Michael Unbroken here, author, speaker, coach, entrepreneur, and advocate for adult survivors of childhood trauma, and you are listening to the Michael Unbroken podcast. I'm super excited today to be joined by my guest, Ashley Reichman, the creator of Chic Boutique. Is that right? Did I get that right? Yeah, you did. You said it right. All right. I get caught up on those words sometimes as they're coming out of my mouth and I'm like, wait, words. And I'm so excited to have you here because you are empowering women and creating a movement that A, I get behind in a really intensive way. And I feel the alignment of your mission and my mission to kind of try and do whatever we can to create change in the world. So Ashley, thank you so much for being here today. Before we get started, tell everybody about how you got to this moment. 
Thank you so much, Michael. I'm super excited to be here. What an honor. And especially because our hearts and missions are so aligned with what we're trying to create. So this is just a collaboration that makes sense. Um, so thank you so much for having me and for speaking into my community as well. So, uh, so my name is Ashley. I'm super stoked to be here. I was a stay-at-home mom for about a decade of 16 children that we actually had the opportunity to foster through foster care. So um, I def I, as well as survive surviving my own childhood trauma, I've also helped a lot of little humans to process theirs as well. And it really led me into this ability to serve people really well where they were and to meet them where they were. After becoming a foster parent and adopting a few, a few children from foster care, actually, I started a business. It was actually started as a way to put one of my special needs kiddos through private schooling. He wasn't thriving in the public schooling and didn't really learn in a way that, that met their criteria. And we were having a lot of problems. And so I just knew I had to create a different learning environment if I wanted him to be successful and really advocate and be his voice in that. So I had actually um, worked really hard. I started a boutique. I actually started by selling my personal clothing out of my own closet and transitioned into really just creating this community of women that for the last three years, I've really had the honor to facilitate conversation and healing and really confidence both from the inside out and the outside in so it's been a really fun journey that's beautiful i i love that and i love your mission and and the fact that you have like honestly the truth is and i don't think people always say things like this but you have sacrificed so much of yourself for other people and that's that's beautiful and, and incredibly special and i'm super proud of you for doing that because i think it's in those moments that we create real change in the world and you know i i was never in foster care myself but i was around it a mm -hmm. lot and in foster homes and some of those places the the stories i have never shared what i've experienced in those places and i never will right because I don't think I a I don't want to and b I don't think that that kind of terror needs to exist in the world but I mm -hmm. do know how bad it can truly be and so every time I hear of someone who has fostered children I'm so thankful when I know that that person has a good heart spirit and soul because that creates huge change and you probably have saved a child's life and multiple obviously with the effort and energy that you put into the world and I just wish that more people would understand like foster care is not always this beautiful thing even though we really want it to be. What, what I want to ask you about here as we step into this conversation is how does one even get to that place? You know, we're, we're offered opportunity every single day through our life to show up and to live in this way that is beyond us, that is bigger than us, that is for other people. And, and in Western society in America, especially often we're, we're super selfish. Like I will be the first to admit it. And one of my big missions in life is to make money so that I can foster children. It has been something on my heart for fucking ever, like, honestly, because I want to create that kind of change. What was that process like for you? Because I know, I know for a fact that there are, are, are parents who are foster parents listening right now, um, who have mm -hmm. been on that journey too. What was it like for you to, to go through and be like, I'm going to do this. I want to create this. Yeah. So there's, there's a couple of things that I want to unpack in that. 
One is to answer your question. And that is, I knew at a very young age, uh, even growing up, people want to be different things when they grew up. I always wanted to be a mom. It was actually one of my goals is I wanted to be 30 and a mom. And I've always wanted to have a really large family. And in my early 20s, I got married very young. I met my husband at 17. We were both, uh, I was in high school, he was in college. And I got married at 19. By 21, I was ready to have a family, but my body was rejecting that idea. So I'd gone through a couple of miscarriages and was like, you know, it's interesting to look back on because it's sort of this um, retrospect view of me just never taking no for an answer. If I wasn't going to be able to have children, I was going to be able, you know, I would help someone else's. And so that's what really started it. Something that you said that a lot of times, and I love that I get to talk in this community because most communities I would have just let the, um, oh, it's so great that you did this and you've sacrificed so much. Would also like to point out that one of the ways sometimes that trauma survivors, me being one of them cope is with codependency, um, which sometimes looks to the outside world like having you know, you are like a saint, you're like a martyr, you sacrifice all this time. But really, it was, if I'm looking in retrospect at the last 10 years, and being able to pour into children, some of that was my own codependency coming back and like, having the ability to help them heal instead of focusing on me, because I believe that as a survivor, sometimes it's easier for us, it goes one of two ways, you either end up in this codependent mindset where I'm just going to take care of everybody else because I can control that. And it's easier than taking care of me. Um, especially if one of your limiting beliefs is that I'm not good enough. So you are always trying to love other people, or it can be this in this mindset of, I don't need anyone and I'm just going to do me and I'm just going to do it for me. So I was on the opposite spectrum of that. And while everything came out okay, and I was a really great mom to these kids, and I've helped so many of them reunite with their families, a lot of it too was just, I wanted someone to, you know, I wanted to love someone, I wanted them to reciprocate that. And that was kind of the journey into it. Um, And so for me, the ability to show up for these kids in that way was super important because I always looked at it as what did I need? in my trauma space at that age, what did I need? Well, I needed someone who was going to look past the behavior to the need, because something that I've learned with working with trauma kids and in really adults as well, whenever there's a behavior, whether it's um, irrational, intense anger, whether it's being super sad, whether it's, you know, self-sabotage, there's usually an emotion or a limiting belief behind that. So what I was unintentionally doing over the last decade is really learning how to look for the need behind the behavior, both with children and with adults. And I think that that has really set me up in a way um, to be able to connect with a lot of empathy to people. 
Yeah, that's really beautiful. And and I recognize that in in your journey, especially like in the connection we've had and how you you lead with your heart. And like people say that and it's like this nonchalant passing in the night kind of topic anymore. It's just like authenticity. Like people just like to throw words around with nothing behind them. Sure. And and like meeting and connecting you. I was like, that's not what's happening here. This is a person that is actually literally led with their heart. And it's, it's really <laughs> beautiful. You know, and that's one of the the parts of this this chic thing, right? One of the yeah. in your which is an acronym and and heart being a part of that talk talk about what is chic like what does that mean yeah so it was sort of me again looking in retrospect at the tools that helped me get through every stage because if we look at our life in stages we've got the adolescent years we've got these you know young adult 20s we've got the 30s then if we look back at the challenges um there starts to become patterns, at least I found that there was in my life, that getting through these challenges was really me doing these same four things. And it was, so this idea of becoming chic, when I, when I went to put pen to paper and I thought, how did I survive? How did I get through this? And what did I have to really get in order for me to start living life? not just surviving, not just putting myself in one, you know, because as a, as a child, I went through a lot of trauma and a lot of chaos. I grew up in chaos. And then as a young adult created a lot of my own chaos, which as I healed, I learned again, was my, my body physically didn't know how to perform when it wasn't in chaos. And so when I started really exploring that and sitting down, I recognized four pillars that I had had to master to kind of be on this journey of healing and becoming chic. And that was, A, I had to master my confidence. So that was the first C. I had to learn how to manage myself and cheer for myself and champion myself because I had spent so much time trying to be what everyone thought that I should in order to get their approval and their love. Because again, my limiting trauma belief was I'm not good enough. So I tried to be what everybody else, you know, wanted me to be. And when I learned that I really just have to just crush the goals and clap for my own damn self. And while the accolades of the outside word are, you know, it's affirming when people tell you that you're on the right track, right? But it's never always going to be there. You're the voice that you hear and you have to learn how to be your own champion. And really when you learn to do that, you start to build your confidence. I loved the episode where you were, I, I don't even remember the name. I was listening to it yesterday and you were talking about like confidence shows up in how you show up for yourself and how you take care of yourself. You know, so people can say that they're confident, but like not being confident shows. It shows in your, your lack of energy. It shows in your inability to complete tasks. Like, and so that was the first one for me. And then I had to learn how to master my health. And that kind of is still something that I'm working on because this is a journey. You know, I really have started healing in the last five years and health was something that I kept putting off. But I recognized the part of being confident and part of healing, like when you're dissatisfied with parts of your body, it shows up as five extra pounds, 10 extra pounds. People don't like to hear that. It seems condemnational, but it really does. And so me really having the ability to recognize like, okay, what does my spiritual health look like? What does my mental health look like? Am I seeking counseling? Am I seeking mentorship where I need to be? And what am I fueling my body with both 
what I'm digesting, <laughs> you know, through my mouth and through my mind, right? So it's really that, that pillar of health. Um, the I for me is intuition because I, I believe that you do so well in your ability to show this and to mirror this for people, but it's, it's really learning again, how to champion yourself, how to trust yourself, how to not need to ask 15 people for permission before you speak, or what do you think, or is this a good idea, or is it like until you can learn to rely on your own intuition, sometimes that's spiritual for people. So if you have a spiritual relationship, you know, you might call that the Holy Ghost, or you might call that in different religions, you might call it different things, but it's really this ability to get quiet with your own thoughts and with your own gut instincts and learn to trust yourself. Because a lot of times I feel like people who have been through trauma, their power is continuously taken away. So their ability to trust what their mind is telling them and channel that has been reduced. Um, and then the last C is community, which you and I are both so wholeheartedly passionate about because you're not special in your pain. We have all, we're here, they're listening to you because your message of the ability to heal this childhood trauma resonates with them. So I think for a lot of people, and for me personally, I spent a lot of time feeling special. Like, woe is me. I'm the only person who went through this. And I was really great at having pity parties for myself. But what I learned was that when I recognized like, Ashley, you're not special one in three, and it's probably more than that women will be abused in their lifetime. And I'm sure, you know, the statistics of men as well. So when I learned that I'm not the only one, it empowered me to be able to speak up for those who wouldn't and to empower others to stand up for themselves and to share their story without shame as well. So that really is what the acronym means to me um, in regards to healing. Hey, Unbroken Nation, a quick pause in today's episode to tell you about the brand new Think Unbroken app. That's right. I just released a brand new app in the App Store that you can take the first course in the Think Unbroken curriculum, the five keys to healing trauma. It's a seven day course for free. All you have to do is go into your app store right now. You can pause this video and search Think Unbroken. That's on both Apple and Android. And you can take the Think Unbroken Five Keys to Healing Trauma, seven-day course for free. This is daily coaching from me. It's daily activities, daily check-ins. I built this course in this app specifically to bring huge value to you in your life, where you're at, and what you're trying to do, and going next and becoming the hero of your own story. So check out the App Store again, Apple and Android. Just simply search Think Unbroken, and you will see the Think Unbroken app. And until next time, my friend, be unbroken. Yeah. I mean, take them to church, Ashley, like, <laughs> like for real, because I, I think about the way that all of those things like cross all of the borders of this healing journey. One of the biggest parts of, of this for me is community and mm -hmm. confidence is so important. And if you're not taking care of your health, you are not healing. And you're if not. you don't like the biggest thing is like the intuition part. I mean, you hit it right on the head, like not asking 15 people for permission, which is also simultaneously terrifying because we are ingrained and embedded with the idea to not follow our intuition because when we do, there are ramifications. And mm -hmm. that's gotta be one of the most difficult parts of this whole journey is getting to the point where you trust yourself 
right? Now, as you're in this and as you're building and as you're growing and stepping into realizing and self-actualizing, like ultimately becoming the person that you are today, there were struggles. This wasn't always easy. I think a lot of times people hear, they listen to the podcast, they go read the book and they go, man, that person's miles and miles and miles ahead of me. But you said something really important. You said, I recognize like I'm still on this journey. But Mm -hmm. there are people who are terrified to even take the first step. If I'm listening right now and I'm like deep in it, I'm resonating. I understand what you're saying. I'm this person who I'm seeking help, guidance, love, community, care, fostering, all whatever it is that we want to use. Like, Ashley, where do I even start? Like, what do I do? Yeah. So I like to say that, you know, courage starts with one step. And if you can get to the point where you're taking one courageous step after another, that's when you really start to step into your queen. And so for your, your kings that are listening, it's the same concept. But I think what I recognized from my audience as I was sharing, I, I do Facebook live shopping. So this didn't really start as me coaching. It started as me showing up, selling wigs and lashes and lip gloss. Okay, that's what I did. That's what I've done for three years. And that's how I built my community. And what I recognized was people would say, Like, how do I get the joy that you've got? Like, where do I start? I think it starts with recognizing you're not alone. And if you're listening to this, you're probably there. You're probably like, okay, Michael has been pouring into me and I recognize that he was here and now he's here. And so where do I go? And so to answer your question, I think it starts with one courageous step. And I just started piecing away at it. So I have these pillars. I'm like, okay, I got to learn how to be more confident. I've got to start taking care of my health, man. I've got to start taking care of me because I think codependent healers like myself, they'll take care of everyone, but they always put themselves last. They will always eat last. They will sleep less if it means they get to support someone else. And so getting real serious about my health and then recognizing, okay, here's where I need to be. So how can I take smaller bites of this? Maybe health means I'm going to sleep for eight hours. And really, it's a form of self-love. You talked about this on your podcast, how taking care of yourself is self-love. You know, we get taught, all you got to love yourself. You got to love yourself. But what does that look like, right? What does that really mean? So being intentional about taking care of your body, you get one, you get one, right? And wherever you are today, you can make a, a defined change just by saying, I'm going to sleep more. I'm going to drink a little bit more water. The next time I have a really big decision to make, I'm going to rely on me because here's what happens when you don't trust your instinct. And especially if you're on a healing journey and you're not really to the emotional level of like, it took me a really long time in my journey. I don't know about you, Michael. I'd love to hear your opinion to get to the point where I took 100%, blame for both the positive and the good things in my life. So for me, let me walk you through what I mean by that. So for me, it was like, I would ask six people what I should do. And then my gut would be saying, you should do it a different way, but I would listen to everybody else. And then I would be resentful with myself and them because I listened to them. So I wasn't taking accountability is the word I was trying to use. I wasn't taking accountability for the fact that they're not me. My gut told me something else. So intuition, it's really just like when you are in a point where you need to like decompress 
taking a couple seconds and journaling about it instead of calling your best friend. Because sometimes that community we keep, we all have a community. I don't know if it's a positive or a negative. You have to decide for yourself, right? So as women, as a woman, I had a community that whenever I was struggling, they would be like, oh yeah, girl, you got to stand up for yourself. You got to start doing it. You got to let these people know when really I needed someone to tell me to sit down. And I knew that I probably just needed to sit down and take a minute, but I didn't trust myself. So learning how to really step into that, um, it's little steps, guys. It's little, you can't eat an elephant all at one time. And this is something that has taken me, I've been walking this out for six years intentionally, you know, and it's always striving to, striving to just level up a little more and push yourself a little further. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm right there with them. I'm in full agreement. I mean, I get canceled probably like, I don't know, six, seven times a week. Right. And, <laughs> and, and that often comes from this place. I'm dead serious. Like I'll show you the email sometimes it's crazy what I get because I will literally put people into this position of trying to create a reframing around what they understand about fault, responsibility, blame, shame, and guilt in their life. And mm -hmm. ultimately at the end of the day, and I, I apply this to my life, this is like leading by example, Everything in my life is my fault, everything yep. good and everything bad, because fault means responsibility, right? But we've shifted the word and the definition into this thing where like fault means that somehow you're always culpable for the only the bad. But if your yep. life is successful, if you get up in a, on a stage and you win, if you connect with people that you love, if you lead through all the things, all the great things in your life, they're your fault too, but mm -hmm. you have to be willing to accept it. Now, here's an interesting thought. And I've been on my journey for, for years, right? I've always been trying to level up and become the next version of me. I don't think this journey ever ends. I share this all the time. I think you're like, un unfortunately, we are in the community dedicated to always being on this journey because that's what we come from. Yep. Talk to me about what it's like, because really, I think like people hear the word confidence and they don't, they don't get it. It doesn't right. resonate. It's terrifying because I, at 27 years old, for the first time realized I had zero self-esteem. I was 350 mm -hmm. pounds, smoking two packs of cigarettes a day, drinking myself to sleep, zero self-esteem. And so I sought it from other people. My codependency mm -hmm. lived in trying to get other people to acknowledge me through, through sex, through all of these things and not understanding and realizing like it started with the reflection in the mirror. Talk to me about the shift of reframing that you had within the relationship of yourself, despite the hardships of the lessons that you learned. So I think the easiest way to tell you is to tell you a quick story. When I was 25 years old, and I spoke about this on stage, I'd come to this precipice in my life where I had, I had adopted four children, but it had been incredibly tumultuous that year. We would go to court and I would think they were going to walk home with my last name. And this is a five-year journey, five years trying to adopt them. And so we would get a court date and I had all the, all the best dresses for pictures and all the signs that would say, I became a Reichman today. And three times we went to court expecting that their last name would be Reichman. And three times it was postponed and I was heartbroken. I had lost a baby that year. I had pulled away from my husband. I mean, everything was falling down around me, everything. And as my version of rock bottom, 
I looked myself in the mirror and I knew like, if I can't figure out what's missing, if I can't figure out in me, what can spark me again, I'm going to lose everything. And I started on this healing journey by going back to church. And I had these mentors that would talk to me. And I really started recognizing that my relationships, I couldn't change how my husband treated me or, or how my mom responded to me or how people in life respond to me or chose not to when they, you know, kind of turned away but I could, resp- I could control my response to it. So I could control not firing back if someone was negative to me. And I could control a loving environment when my children were having hard moments. And really things started getting better because I stopped living reactively and I really gave the opportunity for kind of a breathing moment before I would respond and I would start winning in my relationship. So my marriage got better because when my husband would say something hurtful and there's so much to unpack there, my husband is an amazing man. We have a great relationship. I grew up, I was very verbally abusive to him, especially in our younger years. And, and we would, it would be oil and vinegar. And I stopped being that version of me. I really started controlling what came out of my mouth and what went into my brain. And I started controlling the narrative in my head about my day. And I started setting intentions about about what my day would look like and what I was going to accept and not accept from other people and from myself in the way that they treated me. And I started to, when I say I started to win at relationships, I believe that confidence is really a small series of wins. So I started winning in my relationships because I started changing the narrative by changing the way I responded, even to negative feedback. And then professionally, I started winning small micro wins. It might be that I made payroll and I got an email from someone that said, hey, you changed my life. Now, I don't want to miscommunicate that affirmations from the world are what you need in order to build your own confidence. However, it all works simultaneously because when you're a part of a good community, they will help build you up when you're weak because we all have these moments where it's hard for us to pull ourselves out. So being involved in a right community, I think will help build your confidence. But for me, confidence isn't like you can wear a certain kind of clothes or it's not you look a certain way. Confidence is the ability to step in a room 100% comfortable with who you are, regardless of what's going on around you. That would be the, the definition of confidence, in my opinion. Confidence is the ability to be able to step in any room and be comfortable in who you are, regardless of what's going on around you. Because for a lot of time in my life, my confidence depended on, on what the temperature of the people around me or how I thought they felt or thought about me. And when I became really confident with who I was and what I had to offer, it was almost this period of just rest instead of this anxious anxiety of, am I going to be accepted? Hopefully yeah. I communicated that well. Totally. And, and I think people get caught up in, in trying to have, excuse me, trying to have it all at one time. And the truth is like, this is a, a marathon, 
right? Because oh, yeah. when I go back and look at the moments of this journey in my life and thinking about all of the most pivotal turns in which I made a choice is mm-hmm. when I most grew. And, and you said something like really wonderful that I don't think people acknowledge enough. And that was, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. And that was like, you used to be mean to your husband. And, and oh, yeah. people, like you have got, I want people to understand this. You've got to understand just because you were that way yesterday doesn't mm-hmm. mean you have to be that way tomorrow. And yep. in an instant, you can create change in your life because I was the same way. I have a no yelling rule in my life. Yep. All I ever did was yell. If you yell at me, I will never talk to you again. Like for real, for real. Because the thing that I understood was the only thing I ever knew growing up was being yelled at, screamed mm-hmm. at, right? And it and it just triggers me so intensely. Like I don't even want to deal with it. So if you're yep. if you're my friend, if you're my best friend, if you're my coworker, if you're my lover, like it doesn't matter who you are in my life, you yell at me, like we're gonna have a problem. But yeah. the point is, like, if you're going to if you want that, you have to reciprocate it. And yep. that comes action. Talk to me about action, because I think like that's the little hidden word in all of this that I want to pull out of you right now. Yeah. Talk about the actual steps that you've had to take in the journey to get to where you are. Okay. So action one, and you've, you've commented on it a couple of times, and that was getting really real with the part that I was playing in the things that were negative in my life. So in my marriage, because I grew up in a family that there was a lot of yelling sometimes, and that's how things were, were dealt with. I was just screaming all the time, just emotionally reactive. And I had to like get really real with the parts that I played. So it's easy for people to see a relationship failing and be like, well, it's because they did X, Y, Z, but we have a part in that right? And sometimes we play a really amazing part and it just doesn't work out and the other person doesn't change either. But what I've learned is that if I could change how to respond, and this is in everything. So I really want you guys to get this. When I changed the way I responded to my children, when I started taking them to therapy, it's because I thought therapists would fix them. You know what the therapist did? They taught me how to respond to the behavior better every time. And I will tell you, I've had so many children. We have gone through every kind of therapy there is from play therapy to EMDR to you name it. I've sat through it. And the underlining was, Ashley, you've got to respond to them differently. And my marriage, when I would want to fire, I would say, you know what? That was really hurtful. I love you, but I'm not going to accept that, that that is truth about myself. And I would say this out loud. I would say it out loud because I was codependent. So I, you know, I had to really learn how to break this cycle with parents sometimes, especially if we've been through, especially if we've been through trauma that involved our parents and we've kept them around and it's still not a really great situation. I had to change the way I responded that like, yes, I love you. I'm gonna leave space here, but I'm not gonna allow this. So one of it, it, the, the first action step for me was, getting real with the part I played. If you need help with pain or anxiety, let me tell you about one of my favorite tools. It's NW Recovery CBD Oil. 
You may know that, and I've mentioned this before, I have chronic pain and massive anxiety, and CBD oil has been such a profound tool in my journey. Recently, NW Recovery came out with their key lime flavored CBD oil that is non-psychotropic. It is non-psychoactive. And for a person like me who has a panic attack, if I touch THC, this is the perfect combination of delicious key lime and CBD, something I literally do not leave home without. For more information, you can go to nw-recovery.com and use the keyword unbroken to save 20% on your first order. Again, go to nw-recovery.com, keyword unbroken, and have CBD change your life. No longer allowing things that didn't serve me. Just like you said, the, the yelling, it's no. This is a hard line. This is a no. I don't accept that because I don't deserve it. And I think sometimes, especially for me, because that limiting belief of I'm not good enough, I would just accept whatever people gave me as that's what I deserve. And my entire brand became believe you deserve it because it's the mantra I needed to hear the most. So it was, you know, I'm not going to accept this and also not accepting crap from yourself either not accepting i'm telling you guys everyone's like i want the magic pill how do i get better um stop lying to yourself get really really real with what you're creating in your because we're all creators we are we can create positive in this world or we create negative you're creating all the time if you are not dead you are creating so are you creating joy and hope and connection and positivity or are you creating the opposite of all those things? So I had to get really serious with myself about what I was creating in the world around me. Um, and that is really the transition of change was getting really honest with myself, no longer accepting um, what I didn't deserve from, from anyone, including me and learning how to keep my promises to myself. Yeah, that's so incredibly important. That That's such a big part of what people go through in coaching with me. And because that's what I had to do. I had this moment looking in the mirror and just saying, like, what are you willing to do to have the life you want to have? And the words, no excuses, just results came into my head. Mm -hmm. And it became the, the precursor and catalyst for everything that I do. Because ultimately, like I, I'm an amazing liar. I'm the best liar you've ever met in your life because I had to learn it as a survival tactic. I watched my mother lie, my community lie, my teachers lie, my neighbors lie, my grandmother lie. And so I was thinking about how, you know, it's so funny. I was thinking about this the other day, we would go out to dinner and my mom would lie to the restaurant and they would, we get our food for free. Right. Yep. And so that's the first thing I know and understand. And then I started doing that and I was watching the impact and there was a moment I was like, am I a sociopath? And I realized that I'm not, but it's learned behavior. I have to reframe. And that uh -huh. started with an acknowledgement, which is one of the most difficult things that we ever do, because that means you have to accept that maybe uh -huh. you're not living up fully into your potential. Now, I think there's space for grace and compassion in that as you move through it, because right. it's a must, you have to learn so much, but it starts with believing right? I love what you said, you know, believe what you deserve. And then throughout that, then you get to this place where I always think about this, what you think becomes what you speak, what you speak becomes what you do, what you do becomes your reality. Yeah. Talk to me because I'm going to guess I already know the answer, but I'm, I'm going to say this anyway. Talk to me about how you talk to yourself now 
versus how you talked to yourself 10 years ago? Yeah, so it's such a journey, right? And even now I have days when I get up and I have to like capture the thought. Like I have to capture that negative because it's such a pattern. And from a scientific spot, because I've done so much study on the brain and really what it takes to change it. And a trauma brain is so overdeveloped in your amygdala response that oftentimes, even when we try to get real with ourselves, our brain will kind of shut it down because it's uncomfortable and it requires a lot of work. It requires a lot more work to operate from your prefrontal where you're thinking and you're making um, unemotional decisions. It, it takes a lot more, more brain power really. And so your brain will protect you from it if it knows another way to get there easier. It doesn't really care the method. It doesn't really care what it does to you. It just wants to save that energy. So it was for me recognizing that in order to have a successful day, I had to set myself up for success. And so what that looked like the night before is putting a glass of water beside my bed and a book so that I didn't have to get up and fight with my brain to read something. It was already there. Having my gym stuff laid out because every time you have to fight with yourself, it is an ongoing conversation. We all have a conversation with ourselves all day long. And every time you have to make a choice, it uses your brain power. Think of it as a battery, right? So I had to learn how to hack my brain so that choosing things that were good for me were easier than falling back into bad patterns and bad positions. Um, because it takes, it takes hundreds of times of doing something specifically for a trauma brain. Like legitimately, if you've gone through trauma, your brain is different than other people's. It legitimately, scientifically is different. And so for us, hacking our brains it becomes a little more tricky because it, it takes us actually longer to form a new habit than it does someone who has a, a, a brain that was developed and loved. Um, there's a lot of science it takes me too long to explain all of it, um, but I'm super passionate about it. And so for me, it was recognizing I had to, I would do things like write affirmations on the mirror because then I wouldn't have to think about it. Every time I looked in the mirror, my brain would read it. So that's a hack. Um, again, the setting the shoes out was a hack. I had to learn how to hack my trauma brain so that I could teach it to love myself again. And it sounds really silly when you say it out loud, but I had to hack my brain to teach myself self-love. And, and again, so it looked like post-it notes on the refrigerator, on things that I didn't want to do. It looked like setting myself up for success um, because it is still to this day sometimes me having a conversation like, Ashley, every decision has an outcome. So what's the outcome? And is it moving you further or closer? I love it. And, and yeah, and you're spot on. I mean, I have a list of affirmations. And, and I think it's funny because as you, as you get more recognized and as you write books and as you, know, you become a, a face in this scope, people think like somehow magically you, don't, you aren't doing the same things that you did a decade ago. Every single day, I have the same morning routine, water, stretch, yoga, meditation, journal, education, every mm -hmm. day, every day without fail doesn't matter where I am in the world, I guarantee you, you go look at my journal, it's filled out every day, because you yep. must and then there's that part of it about commitment. 
about discipline through it, about pushing yourself through like the fire of it, because there's mm-hmm. a Disney moment. I say this all the time. Yeah. Ain't no magic fairy going to come sprinkle some dust on you and magically your life's going to be better. You're going to have to grind. You're going to have to like tap into grit and resiliency. You're going to have to give yourself permission to be successful. And yep. so often we limit ourselves just because that first 10 minutes out of the day, we've destroyed our potential, but you can always get back to it. And it starts with the habits and the routines and, and putting yourself in a position to choose to be successful. And, yep. and I think this is a great segue to the question I want to ask, which is I, what I think is really important. How much of this is choice? Because I think you come to this moment in life where what happens next is a choice. How much of your life is a choice, Ashley? A hundred percent. Because even if you say this happens to me, you get to choose whether you stay there. I have not always had the opportunity to choose everything that has happened to me. Neither have you. In fact, probably a lot, the first 15 years of your life, I would venture to guess, knowing what I know, a lot of it you didn't get to choose the circumstances that you were in. But I will say over and over and over again that you get to choose the response. Life, there's there's no there's no Disney moment. I love that you say that because even now going through the healing I've gone through, really shitty fucked up stuff happens to me all of the time. It just does. This is life. But what's really powerful and that I really want people to grasp a hold of is you get to choose. You get to choose every day whether or not you're going to get up and make something of yourself or stay in your stuck. And I can tell you that for the majority of trauma survivors, in there is a seed of, I could do this really powerfully, especially for trauma survivors. Because it really does. It's so much harder for us to reframe our brain. And that's not an excuse. It is what it is. But you get to choose. And some days, I don't make the right choice. Some days, you probably don't still make the right choice. But it's not a day, a week, a year. It's moment to moment you get to choose the thoughts you allow in your head, the people you allow in your circle, your response to how you deal with things when they don't happen. And you you get to choose whether or not you operate from a place of love or a place of resentment. So I would say it is 100% choice. And that's the beauty of life is that we get to choose. Yeah. I, I mean, I fuck up every day, every day, <laughs> but I, but I look at it and I measure these failures as data points and I go, okay, cool. Now I have an understanding of what not to do tomorrow. And if I can like elongate the scope of time in which I'm making the same mistake, I consider that to be a win, right? And if I go a decade without doing this really dumb thing, I feel really good about that. And just because you make a mistake doesn't reset you to zero, right? You have tools, you have things that you can use to continue on the path. And when you make the mistake, like it doesn't mean like everything is out the window, right? If your car gets a flat, you don't go buy a new car, right? (laughs) I mean, unless you're like Grant Cardone, like fine, whatever, right? But like generally speaking, you don't go buy a new car. What do you do? You change the tire, you fix the tire, you adjust the tire, you put it back to where it needs to be. 
Ashley, I know we're running out of time, but before I ask you my last question, tell everybody what you have going on and where they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. So I am so stoked. I had this vision over five years ago before I even started my community of an event where women could come and it would be different than any personal development or even business of development event that they'd ever been a part of. And so SheetCon 2021 is happening October 8th through the 10th in Plano. It is a women's event where it is, it is going to be so powerfully life-changing and we're going to do it all um, through the ability to play. So there's going to be makeup contour classes. There's going to be selfie station studios. It's going to be a really kind of journey into healing by as adult women having the okay to try something different externally and uh, it's going to change a lot internally and I'm, I'm pumped about it. Um, yeah. Where, where can they find out about that at? So it's chicconevent.com, C-H-I-C-C-O-N event.com. Love it. That sounds amazing. I love that you're empowering people to be able to step into that. Ashley, my friend, thank you so much for being here. I truly appreciate it. Everyone go check out chicconevent.com. And my last question for you, my friend is, what does it mean to you to think unbroken? I think thinking unbroken to me is, is recognizing that you have the power to be the architect of whatever future you want to have. That a broken way of thinking is thinking that the world around you and your circumstances and the hands that you've been dealt dictates what your future is. And so to think unbroken means stepping into your power, into your purpose, and recognizing that we all have circumstances. And while they shape and mold us, we can absolutely use those circumstances to change the world, um, the, the way the world thinks and the way that we think about ourselves as well. I absolutely love that and could not agree more. Unbroken Nation, thank you so much for being here. Please remember, subscribe, like, comment, share, tell a friend. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see you. Unbroken Nation, hope that you just got a tremendous amount of value from today's episode. I want to know what you think. Please do me a favor and review, rate, and share the episode with three friends on social media today. It would mean the world if you did, because ultimately at the end of the day, creating community and connection is how we heal generational trauma in the world. And I need your help to do that on Broken Nation. So if you're on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you are, please like comment, share, review. I want to know not only what you like about the show, but how I can make the show better, how I can make this further about helping you on your healing journey. So do me a favor. And when you do shoot me a screenshot of you making the review to my DM at Michael Unbroken on Instagram so that I can have a conversation with you, say hi, and more importantly, so I can share it with the Unbroken Nation. Thank you so much, my friend. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. 
I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.